is the A Show LA Argentina show man for December 21st, 2022. How's it going? Episode 300. How goes it? Well, I got lazy editing this down, so I'm just gonna get right to it. I, we finally have a guest that we haven't had in a while. That's my girlfriend, Colleen. And then, uh, I don't know. We She never recorded anything in her life before, so give it a. <laughs> give it a break but um i think i think we're gonna have another conversations going forward but episode 300 i wanted to make it a little more memorable and different conversational and whatnot so uh here it is no time no 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 time to waste we're gonna go right into it well welcome believe it or not this is a 300th episode of this and then we've net well so i i thought about this in the shower just coming out and then i was just like oh actually we've had an interracial episode before so this is not the first because <laughs> we had multiple i'm not the first white person no you're not oh. actually unfortunately you're not I'm the first white so, woman well you're i think you're so i thought about it and then it's like actually you're the first woman in general on this thing so isn't that wild <laughs> so it's a first intergender intersex it's not intersex. Huh? It's not intersex. What do you call it then? If it like crosses over two different sexes. Co-ed. Co-ed. <laughs> co-ed. It's called a co-ed, I guess. Well, it took 300 episodes to do it. Well, there are a few offsodes I call it in between. Are those yeah, like half episodes? Ones? Yeah. Yeah, it's like I if you don't know the distinguishment at this point. I don't do half sods that much anymore cuz I I just I just don't have like the anger. Oh, the rage. Where did the rage go? Where did it go? Where did the rage go? I don't know. That's a good question. I got old and then it just evaporated. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. It went with all the alcohol and cigarettes and then it died. No, that's not true. I don't know. Shouldn't we say who I am? Well, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. So, anyway, so I thought that. But, anyways, who? Well, state your name and then whoever. State my name. Yeah. Who are you? I'm Colleen. Colleen. What's your relation to this? How do we even begin to describe? <laughs> well, that's a good question. How'd you end up in this episode all of a sudden? You asked me to because mm, I guess, well, I mean, I live here. Yeah. And my cat lives here. Our cat lives here. Right. I'm the adopted father of the cat at this point, yeah. I think. No, I stopped calling you stepdaddy and I called you <laughs> I was a stepdad at this point, anyway. So. Well, I attempted to have you call or him call you Appa, but then it's like that's just mm. no. This one mm. doesn't know Korean. We have to adopt uh, your cousin's cat. You know how some cats, like the foreign cats, only know those foreign languages. I guess same as the dogs. They just like grow up on those languages. Oh yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> I don't know if you can teach cat Korean going forward, but anyway, so. I did 300 of these, and then I ran out of ideas and topics at this point. So, and then you said you have something to talk about. <laughs> I always have something to talk about, but you it always needs have to be to brought about. out of me. I'm not just going to, like, you know, waltz in and be like, hey. Okay. So, <laughs> what? I got this grand idea. <laughs> That's how it works, and I record this every week. I was like, what is a grandiose that I'm angry about that I can just, like, rant about? Yeah. And then I was like, how many of these I did? It's been six years I recorded this thing. Six and a half now I think about it. You did it in Seattle. That's where you started it, right? I started in Seattle, east side. And then I was doing it on the... I recorded it on the road many times also because I recorded one in Hawaii. I recorded two in Hawaii. And then 
I recorded on the way here to Michigan, mm-hmm. so I did it in Minnesota one episode, I think. That's great. <laughs> and then, obviously, did multiple in Toronto. Yeah. And then, so, that had guests, so this is the first female guest <laughs> of this. But, you know, you had a topic to talk about, so what, what, what was it? What, what was annoying you? Most recently. I don't think it was something annoying me. I think it was something that I noticed. What? Living with you. And that oh. there's so many things that we do in the Midwest for the holidays in particular. I guess like Thanksgiving got me thinking about it. And then like Christmas and moving in with you. Because I think prior to us living together, which I am your girlfriend, we're together. Mm. We didn't. We never explicitly said that. So yeah. Oh, that's true. But yeah, we're partners, life partners, um, and it's our first holiday season living in the same house. Like we've been through what? This is our third, I guess. Third Christmas. Third Christmas together, third but first season. one living together. And like, right. did you realize <clears throat> how seriously I took my like cream of something soup and like p- processed packaged sugar cookies and glittery reindeer? Oh, because, uh, <laughs> you have so much canned food that I just ate through when I was sick. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, that is not for consuming as intended. It's for mm. baking into a casserole, as we do in the Midwest. Oh, but I see. It's also for eating when you're sick, so actually you're mm. catching on quickly. I see. Well, you know, m- moving to Midwest, you know, I, I didn't think it was going to be permanent. <laughs> no, exactly. That's why it's like, is this not fairly remarkable that we ended up together i always wanted to leave michigan i still want to leave michigan that's pretty apparent to you and everyone around me as they learn about like my life with you just like everybody else in the state that's not here anymore that's fair yeah because like everybody leaves by their 25 that's been my theory but i didn't and then it's not because i don't like it and well you didn't have the you had the incentive but i I could have left you could have left at honda in ohio well, but Ohio Which, versus Ohio. Michigan. No, What's exactly. the difference exactly. with the transplanting? It, was like, not, you, it, it sounds like a step down because, like, you know. Yeah. And then where is Ohio for Honda? This is a trivia question. Marysville. That's Marysville, where I was. Ohio. There's, like, a couple of plants. Isn't that a that Trump way. land? It probably yeah. is. <laughs> but everywhere Ohio is, other than Columbus and Cleveland at this point. Mm-hmm. Maybe Cincinnati. But, yeah. you know, so, well, you know. I'm going, I'm going like, well, everybody lives, that's why it's called a flyover state. Yeah, when I drove through it, it was kind of relaxing just because I had been in Asia the past several months, and so, Mm. in the city, not Mm. a lot of greenery, nature, flat type landscape, so it was kind of nice driving through the middle of nowhere in Ohio, but I would not want to do it again. I did it once, I was by myself don't need to do that again i think the only time i drove through ohio that far was when we went to cleveland when tommy and will came here and then we went to go see the cleveland guardians they're not, they're, they're not the angels no more um you know that team <laughs> back in may and then we didn't go through the what was it the toll road mm-hmm. so we went around to the other highway so we don't, we don't pay for the toll road yeah. And then we went through the nuclear power plant and like all these like side roads so and the fun. residential areas and I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but you know, Midwest, man, I just go like, it kind of looks the same. I yeah. drove, I drove way too much across this country and but I gotta go like, mm. I guess it's, it's just funny thinking about mm. like 
the parts that I criticize, and I think it's valid criticism, still have to interact with the parts of me that are like, I'm making my Asian life partner a cheesy potato casserole. Why and can't I just be a life chow. partner? Why did you? Why did you have to label me Asian? We had to do white people taco night because did you ever have white people taco night growing up in Mississauga? <laughs> We don't do any taco night. It's called exactly. fucking Tuesday. And Tuesday, I have to record this shit. <laughs> Although we're doing this on a Monday. But yeah. But yeah, no, taco nights, I was just like, what's the fascination with this? Why Why do white people have to like make up all these like occasions to get their kids going and get excited? We don't have that as minorities. Oh my god, I'm going on a mode now. No, go on your mode. Like, this is like the whole reason I like this, you. This, 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 is a, this is a weird amalgamation of culture over here. Yeah. And then just like, I just go, I don't understand. And then I just go like, the line that keeps going through my head every time I see white people do things, which is like, this is what, you have way too much freedom. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just like, this is the ultimate privilege. And it's like, oh, let's go get that sour cream that like, fucking guy buys and then like i have you know. gotten a combined nine cups of sour cream in the past week yeah white just people love ranch. ranch white people love sour cream i just made white Caesar people love chicken. whipping cream yes we do white people love white flour my half and half that goes white my flour taco and then white flour what do you call it the tortilla and then yeah, the tortilla. taco casing what do you call it? taco shells excuse taco me shell. <laughs> I like them corn. I like the yellow one. It looks more delicious. That's just me. Yeah, those are the hard shells. Hard, yeah, but I get the corn one. But anyway, there is. I don't think there's a hard flower shell. But the fact that I'm learning about Taco Tuesday, s'mores, and then s'mores, (laughs) and then like all this marshmallow shit. You know, like I just go like, man, you guys have way too much freedom. The rice rice crispy treats that. Yeah, rice crispy. That's the other one. I just go like, God, this is how you. And then another thing, it's more of a Midwest thing also compared to like West Coast or the Rockies or the Southwest or something. Mm -hmm. Because if you go Southwest, I think they do the same thing, but except they barbecue everything. If you go deep South, they just fry every deep fry everything. I think that's the difference. And then like throw everything in the pot and then like oh with a lot of butter and oil. But in the Midwest, it's all like, it's like winter food. <laughs> winter, yeah, like a lot of like canned things and a lot of dairy, and a yeah. lot of like carbs, like heavy, heavy carbs. That and there's so many Asian baked. people that are lactose intolerant. Yes. I'm okay. I'm tolerant. <laughs> I'm tolerant of everybody, including food. Okay, mm-hmm. so you know, I'm good with that. But I just it's it's a it's been an interesting experiment of the six months. Yeah. How do you think it's going? Huh? How do you think it's going? I don't know. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. How about you? I mean, I'm happy. What? I feel safer. That's for sure. Okay. Yeah. Safer how? Mentally and definitely physically. Physically is not even a question, but Mm. notice how I said mentally first. (laughs) Mm. I see. So, but yeah, it's just, it's just been an interesting combination of culture. (laughs) And I just great. go like, I, I, it's great, but you know, I eat I my like, kimchi with cottage cheese because there's just two things that, like, whoever thought of putting kimchi and cottage you cheese together? You know that together, you just gave I an idea together, to somebody in Korea or somebody in LA That's who's gonna amazing. fly over. No, and you know what else I put with cottage cheese is a uh, teboki. 
Tteokbokki. Tteokbokki. Sorry, yeah. I pronounce things yeah, but, wrong yeah. a lot. Close uh, enough. Close enough. Yeah. The rice cakes. I like like the spicy rice cakes. Mm-hmm. I make some of those. I don't do it nearly as well as like a restaurant would or the street food people would, but I make it and it's edible. And I discovered putting cottage cheese, not like, I don't mix it in, but I put it like side by side and then it'll just touch a little bit and then you get like, you know, you can change up the ratio of like giant clump of cottage cheese and like one rice cake. So, oh, by the way, that we should probably explain this. So what's your history with Korea? Oh yeah, I, so I have my Master of Business Administration that I got in 2017 and the last semester of that... MBA was in Korea at Sogang Daekyo, Sogang University. I believe it means West River. Sogang. Sogang, yeah. <clears throat> um, and I had a really, really good time. And it was five years ago, and I don't want to wow, relive my glory days, but they were kind of my glory days. And we'll leave it So you were that. there one semester? Is it like an exchange or like a... It was, yeah, I guess it was technically an exchange program, but it was like a graduate student exchange program, so oh. I wasn't considered... Um, like an exchange student or anything. It was just kind of like an international student. To finish the credits. Yeah. Oh, it's like those programs that you rotate between four schools and then just finish under one year, yeah. I guess, a root program thing. Because I did three semesters of MBA classes and that was just ah. 33% of it technically then. I see. Yeah. How'd you find the Korea one? Why'd you pick the Korean school out of all of them? Or is this just that well, was part of the program? No, actually, I made them add it because I was like, I want to go to South Korea. Really? Because, yes, and, oh. and I'll explain why. Because I always grew up, like, being exposed. You know this. I tell this to everyone. Well, not the people. On not the, the people so. out there. But, um, like, I grew up watching Bloomberg Asia on Sunday nights with my father. And, like, okay, that sounds weird. I wasn't paying attention. I All I knew, like, you know, I'm, like, four or five, six years old. I'm, like, seeing these people. And I knew my dad was a businessman. And I knew that these people were business people. And I was like, Dad, why are they doing business at like 6.30 p.m. on a Sunday? This doesn't make sense. And he's like, well, that's Asia. Like, that's they're 12 hours ahead. <laughs> I was like, oh, really interesting. And like, I just always had like a positive outlook of like Asian business since that time. And like, I remember like all the major cities. It's like there's Singapore and Shanghai and like live from like Tokyo, Seoul. And so Seoul was one that came up more and more and more as I got older. And I was like, hmm. what is it about this soul? And then, like, I'm from Saginaw, Michigan. And in Saginaw, Michigan, I think we had one of the dealerships was Hyundai. But it's like Hyundai. Oh. They call it the Hyundai dealership. Oh, the white people. <laughs> oh, the white people. And I'm like, what is that? My dad's like, oh, that's Korean. Oh. And, like, uh, in Saginaw is a GM uh, city or it was a GM right. city back in like the Bay 50s. City and Saginaw. Yeah, like everyone's GM, grandparents GM territory. <laughs> worked at like the stamping plant or yeah. the whatever. Um, and so lots of automotive people. And so the fact that this like Korean car dealership was coming into the city was like different, you know? And then I guess like there's the Japanese automakers, but they have been around since the 90s. They're less novel mm. for people. Um, but yeah, my dad's like, oh, like we should. <laughs> What? Check out these Hyundai's. <laughs> <laughs> Kia was not a thing. There's no Kia. Um, but yeah, so you know, I went, got older. Like Wait, the, so how old, old were you when you went to the Hyundai? I don't even remember. I remember being at Saginaw Spirit Games. That's what I'll tell you. And they were sponsored by one of the like... Local Hyundai Nissan dealers. Hyundai. Yeah. Oh, same guy. 
Same guy, yeah. Same guy. I actually, I, I have the name. I don't want to say it just oh, for... Oh, I think I know which one. But and anyway... You, to- you totally do. Sure. Yeah, we don't want to give a free ad. I don't know if Saginaw's going to know this. <laughs> but, so you... Well, how about, like, Hyundai out of all places you found fascinating or your family Well, did. it's just, like, there's, like, slowly links being put together. And when my mom was 17, she lived in Japan. And this was an actual exchange program where they sent a Japanese um, high school student to... Saginaw and my mom went to I forget the name of the city but it's a smaller city it's like the sister city or whatever and they were trying to I guess improve the U.S. and Japan's relationship after World War II. It was right after World War II. Yes and so I'm like that is so wild and then my mom was actually I'm offended as a Korean. (laughs) She was denied entry to Japan when they first got there wasn't just her it was her whole plane of like these like 17 year old 16 17 year old kids and they took them to the Philippines Philippines. Because the Philippines was like a better ally at the time, and it's like okay, like we'll keep these a little American kids here until they I'll get just, their papers in I'll order. Just out of the way. But she ended up in Japan, so she was there. And okay, so that's like another like piece of the puzzle that's like coming together mm. for him. So you're, you're you're both of your parents are like pretty encouraging of like yes. go overseas. Like go overseas. One like study business. My dad always supported me studying business. Like this is the ideal career path. And oh. Speaking of ideal things, he wanted me, like, he encouraged me, I'll say, to go to a Catholic Catholic school for college. And I'm like, okay, mm. like, I don't want to apply to a Big Ten school anyway. Like, what else is in Michigan? I applied at Detroit Mercy, which is a Jesuit school. Go Titans. Yeah. I can't say that because my childhood elementary school's rival was the Titans. Oh, and I just, geez. I always felt weird saying it. Why does this keep happening? <laughs> See, I don't care about sports, but then I have my weird little quirks, but... Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so what were we even talking about? <laughs> you went to the Hyundai dealership, or you saw Hyundai in Saginaw. We're going so many different places. Okay, but, but yeah. yeah. I we just wanted to, to get the history of Korea with you, like well, how that happened. And then this is like, uh, so now I'm in high school. So it's like 2008 to 2012, and picking a college, go to Detroit Mercy for the college. They had like. An international, like, exchange program. In high school? No, I'm in college now, remember? This is college. Sorry, ADD. So I asked my dad, I was like, Dad, like, I want to go to Asia because I think it would look really good on my resume because this is, like, getting into the other part of being a white person where it's, like, everyone, if you're of a certain economic background, goes to study abroad, usually in Europe. It's like, I live in Spain. Oh, my gosh, I'm in France for the semester, blah, blah, blah. I'm in all these things, Mm. and I'm like, that's great. Good for you. I go to Europe on vacation. Like, I don't mm. want to go to Europe and do business. Like, I don't, like, they didn't have, like, Bloomberg Paris, you know, when I was a kid. It's like they got. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, there, there's no exciting business venture. It's developed. It's in its, like, brain. Right. It's a fantastic place <laughs> to live and do work. But I was like, no, I want something up and coming. Mm. And again, it'll look really good on a resume so i was like hmm. dad what asian country should i go to like i want to go to asia and he's like oh like that's really cool you should do that um and they already had relationships my school with other jesuit schools in china and japan and my dad's like don't go to china <laughs> why not political oh. reasons and then like the pollution oh. um and then it's funny because when i was in college in detroit i was in like the international student um, like assimilation club. That's not what it was called, but that's what it was. <laughs> and I made some good friends, and they were from Taiwan. I and see. so now, in retrospect, like I would have probably considered, or I definitely would have considered Taiwan, because I was only there for four days in my life. But it was some of the best four days ever. Like people in Taiwan know how to have a good time. It was just 
like fantastic in Taipei. Um, and then we went to some little villages, yes, um, including the We're cat back village. Back to choosing Korea. Sorry. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, China's out. It was going to be out. Japan. Yeah. So what happened? But I didn't know Japan. you were thinking Japan. I was, but again, I'm thinking automotive industry. What happened in the automotive industry with Japan versus Korea? Like, okay. I would argue that, like, the Japanese automakers economically, like, sales-wise, revenue-wise, all that, like, yeah. hit a, like a peak. Oh, you think they kind of <laughs> Yeah, I think they peak. Like, they're mature. Like, they're, they're mature still, brands. They're the, very reliable. They're very yeah. good. Like Toyota's still the highest-selling exactly. company in the world. But I'm like, we always had... The Japanese cars growing up in Saginaw, like they weren't mm. super popular, but they were there. They've been there. Right. We didn't always have the Hyundai's, the Sonatas and accents. Yeah, and then Santa we definitely Fame. didn't have Kias. Now there are Kia. There's a Kia, Kia dealership. I think I don't even know what it's called, but I'm like, I think Korea would be really interesting. And then the other component, mm. perhaps the bigger slice of the pie. Okay. It's not K-pop. <laughs> Sorry, K-pop. What that. is it? It's North Korea. It's like freaking fascinating. Are you kidding me? I've always been obsessed. It's not fascinating. Very... It's fucking sad. It is. It's sad. like you're going to West Germany and then there's East Germany on the other side. Yes, yeah. I know, but that's it's like happening right now. It's insane, and oh, so okay. What? You wanted to go visit the... No, I didn't want to go visit North Korea. I wanted to, like, understand how they got to where they are. And then that was something that really interested me when I was in South Korea was Hmm. when I would meet some of the more, like, socially conservative young Koreans. Um, And I say socially conservative in, like, the sense of North Korea where it's like, we don't want to be associated with them. Like, they're Hmm. savages. They are, like, dirty. Gee, like, I don't think that way, but okay. No, exactly. There are people that say no, that? There were people that said that, and they're like, we wow. don't want reunification. And I'm, like, and researching Korea before I went Jeez. there. Like, part of the thing that interested me was the concept of reunification, where it's like, yes, it is sad. Like, it's a horrible situation. I don't, like, it's hard to even, like, talk about it. Like, yeah. you're just, we're so accustomed to making jokes. Like, when I was over there with my South Korean friends, you'd be just, like, making jokes about he who shall not be named and... All these other things, but, like, I always think, like, how they got to that point, and then it's yeah. like, there are people that trace their ancestry today, and it's like, yeah. they know they have relatives there, and that's Yeah, it. even my family. Exactly. And Yeah, distant cousins and nephews, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, there are those, I think, but yeah. So, anyways, you ended up in Korea for that reason. Yeah. You had a ridiculous amount of morbid curiosity of a country in a war state. Yeah. So if Ukraine was an option, you would have gone right They now. are at war. That's what's really interesting. It's the yeah. longest war. Is it the longest war? Yeah. War? Well, ongoing, I Long- guess. Yeah. It's right an now. ongoing war. Like, that's... The crusade was longer. But <laughs> and then if you want to bring K-pop and all that into the equation, it's like, look at South Korea's, like, export culture. Like, look at what they're doing and what they've done. Gee, it caught your attention in nowhere, Saginaw. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I feel like they catch on the most. Mm. <laughs> Some so, of the smaller cities. Because <laughs> that's where it's like, it is exotic. It feels exotic when all you've ever seen is cheesy potato casserole. and. <laughs> well, that's why we're together, because I'm an exotic material. And what am I? Oh, uh, you? Yeah. Ah, uh, you're whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it happened to work out. 
You see, for the record, again, I say this over and over way too many times. I'm a, I'm a lifetime Bumble member, so I'm just like, whatever, you know? So, but you know, I guess you like me. So when I was like, whatever. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, you kind of read Korean, and that's cool. But I find that fascinating that you were at the DMZ and stuff. But yeah. So anyways, that's your background story. And then that's how the villain was born. You know, our kid's going to be a super villain or something. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm avenging something, but... Yeah. So what did you want to talk about mainly? What was bothering you in the Midwest? You said you wanted to talk about something. I forgot what that was. I, lost I, I don't think it was bothering you. It was just kind of like doing an analysis of like how I ended up in this situation. and This. This. <laughs> this. As I'm just, circling around the mic. Gestures broadly, this. but in the general direction of you. Oh, wait. So it's like you're feeling holiday seasoning and then reflecting at this point. A little bit. Yeah, well, it's it feels like a paradox. A paradox? Appre- appreciating Wait, it what? while we're here and not completely hating it, but also wanting to leave. What do you mean? What like, do you mean paradox? The way that I behave and the way that like I'm approaching this entire adjustment, I think, is a paradox. And it's not my fault, and it's not even like something I would call hypocritical. It's just, it's this weird element of me wanting to be distanced from some of the less glamorous parts of midwesternry but then also wanting to force feed you all of the canned soups oh i see that i can carry up to the 14th floor i didn't realize that i just go like oh this is like in your blood so you're just doing it <laughs> i didn't look at it as like celebratory no it's like it's just it's in your habit so you just do it taco tuesday because it's tuesday no like, and that's like it's way back wednesday when is the last time i did a white people taco night like by myself like i think we did it for new year's eve oh when you're in your period and then you're like demanding like some kind of carbs (laughs) probably you just go to taco bell on your own and then you have yourself your own taco tuesday no you know what i do what i come up to you and i just stare at you Uh and i just and you're like what and i just keep staring at you and then you're like you want food and i'm just like yes. you know that's why i call it ultimate white privilege is like is that white people just look at you and expect you to do something and then all, i think it's all more of, of a woman thing with you know in a relationship <laughs> wow you're really following this it's cheryl sandberg's rule the lean in and then you're just like looking at me lean in, <laughs> leaning leaning in i told you i didn't want to look at you but oh, here we are i see so I, that's why I'm not keep, I'm making eye contact. This is so weird. It's like we're just looking into nowhere. I know. I'm staring at you. Oh, God. Unbelievable. So, wait. So you feel paradoxical about it. That's yeah. interesting. Why do you hate yourself? I don't hate myself. Oh. But... <laughs> so you hate what you're growing up with. No, I don't hate it. And that's okay. why I enjoy going, like, we're going to Saginaw. What? On oh, yeah, Friday? Like, I'm looking forward to for it. For one Christmas we It's here. really, really fun for a long weekend. Yeah. And it's so funny because, like, I tell people at work, they're like, I'm like, oh, I'm from Saginaw. And, you know, I get some reactions that are either like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm from, like, Traverse City or somewhere, like, up there, quote, unquote. And then you get, like, the born and raised Metro Detroiters that are like, oh. Okay, for those that don't know, what what's Saginaw famous for? What If I ask you, it's like, Saginaw, what is it? Go. Sagnasty. What? <laughs> Who was who's, who's famous that's from there? Stevie Wonder. Oh, shit. That's right. Stevie yeah. Wonder. And Madonna's from Bay City, so not quite Saginaw. She's from Bay City? Yeah. What Serena Williams hell? is from Saginaw. She was born there was before born she there. went to Compton. And then I yeah. think Draymond Green is from Saginaw. Yes. And then I think there are a bunch of basketball players that are from Saginaw. Because I think, uh, who was it? One of the the current 
Lakers head coach. He's from Saginaw. Oh. So, oh, yeah. Captain Lee from Below Deck went to oh, my mom's right. high school. And I was like, Captain Lee, what year did you graduate? And he responded. I forget what he said, but it was not the same year as my mom. He's not doing well They went right to now. Arthur Hill High School He's on the East Side. He's not doing well right now. Captain Lee. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, he has that. health issues. Rest up, Captain Lee. We yeah. miss you. Anyways. Um, so, yeah. So, Saginaw, you mentioned earlier, it's a GM city. Yeah. city, all that area. We grew up with Chevys. We, I never had... I mean, I bought... My first car was a Ford because I was working at Ford at the time, but... We only ever had Chevys growing up. And then now my parents drive two Subarus. Yeah. I just thought. I was like, yeah, you, you. I went to GM, so I'm a GMer. Yeah. I have a soft spot for him. I don't like the rest of the other guys. Now I, okay, so golden rule of this podcast is I never talk about work. But um, former places, I'm okay with. So, you know, so you can talk about your former workplace and talk shit about it if you feel like it. I don't know. I think I'm but, good. Yeah. But it's just like... I, I met your family members and it's like, oh, they're like GM people. I go like, oh yeah, cool. And then I'm like, I could, yeah. I get along. I can talk about the GM stuff. I still know all the plants, although they know more from the old places and old mm-hmm. stamping plants and all those stuff, which is cool. But that's what Saginaw is known for: is Stevie Wonder, Serena. Then mm-hmm. Stephen Colbert went there, go there for like the oh broadcast he was doing. Yes, I remember because I, I was remember like, that in real time. First and second year in U of M that I was, was there, and then like they're talking hilarious. about Saginaw Spirit, and he was wearing a jersey. And you I'm know like, what's what funny? Going on? That was what? around the time of like my the peak of my dad's career, so he was traveling on business a lot, and yeah. so he was flying, and he would always wear a Saginaw Spirit like zip up kind of like oh yeah, one of those like businessman yeah. yeah. like. The travel the attire. Yes, and it had the Saginaw Spirit logo. He was approached by people in Atlanta wow. and like Minneapolis and yeah. like. I want to say, like, St. Louis or something, they're all like, oh, like, Saginaw Spirit, that's Stephen Colbert's thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, and he's like, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Just my little... And, like, he's never moved out of Saginaw in his life. My dad's lived there for all 74 years. He's been alive, yeah. My mom did get out of Saginaw for a little bit, like I said, Japan, and then... She was a military, so she's a... South, yeah. She's an army lady. Yeah. So she moved around. So that's cool. Wow. But yeah, my dad never left, but then he always was traveling and he's like, I can't imagine like being just in the middle of a giant city's airport with the hustle and bustle and having someone come up to me and asking about my local hockey team. <laughs> well, they didn't change the logo and stuff. It's cool. And then yeah, I want to go see them this year because they got a one good player. So I'm like, I'm getting back to the way Michael Misa. Okay. I think he got the special exception thing this year. So I think mm-hmm. the other guy, I'm getting into the sports Was he 15? He got drafted as a 15-year-old. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, so they I think he's turning 16. Okay. Yeah. There's another kid who's going to be first overall pick next year, Connor Bedard. He got the exceptional status thing. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be good. But yeah, and then the Misa's the next kid. And then Saginaw's doing good this year. So mm. anyway. So yeah. So why do you want to leave Saginaw? <laughs> you know what? You know what? I've been asked this question so many times by Metro Detroit people. Oh, it's almost okay. like... I'm not Metro. Metro, Metro Detroit is the destination for your entire life. If you come from a smaller part of Michigan, all you need to do is go within 30 miles of campus marshes, like the point of origin, right? No. But that's a, <laughs> that's the philosophy that a lot of people that's have. That's every, every city, I feel like. Because like same thing was in Seattle. It's like, oh, you got to be within... Whatever. Well, 30 miles is way too far for that place. Yeah, it's going to be like 20 miles or yeah. something. But 
you know. No, like, this is the be-all, end-all for some people, and I'm like, I get it, like, it's the be-all, end-all of my 20s, because by the time I leave, I will be in my 30s, but... That's why I'm a lifetime member on Bumble. Yeah. I got that as soon as I moved here. Because <laughs> I knew. It was like, and against all odds. Against all odds or whatever. You know, college, the way the know. stars align in the <laughs> universe and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I don't want to get soapy about that I don't want to go there. No, but ew, no. basically, basically, I, I was just like, my, my theory, not theory, my observation living in many places at this point is like, look, all these places, Midwest or West Coast or East Coast, whatever, or even Toronto, if you haven't left that town by your twenty-five, then you're there. Gonna... You're there for life, yeah. most likely, because it's like, all right, you you are ready to just, like. I'm gonna go with the looks ratings here. Yeah. If you're, if you're seven Boston, you're like fucking five in LA, that kind of thing. But you would have left if you're nine or ten. That's also if you're white. Well, whatever. Because <laughs> for Asians, it's flipped, as we know. I don't know about that, actually. A West Coast 10 is an East Coast 5. West Coast 10 is an East Coast 5. Yeah. For Asian people? Yeah, that's what I heard. I mean, obviously, I can't, like... I don't know about women, but yeah. Oh. Maybe. But whatever. So, anyways. So, because of that, that's why I got the Bumble Lifetime Membership. Again, I'm a Lifetime Member. We're pretty transparent about this. He's very proud of it. He tells everyone. (laughs) Because I got a good deal out of it. You know why? (laughs) It just made economic sense. This is how they, I guess this is how Bumble trapped me into a, a pricing in their package, which was at that time, I think the lifetime membership was like, what, $100? Yeah. For lifetime? I, mean, I don't know, but and yeah. And then the <laughs> annual was $80, $84 or something. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I go like, look, man, I just moved here. And then I'm going to, I may probably moved like by 2020 or something before the times of pandemic. And then I just said, then what's the point of paying annual fee of $80 if I'm going to leave? And then just like have an infinite, basically I get the infinite scroll through and infinite undo on this thing. I don't get the extra coins or something to super like. Mm -hmm. But anyways, like I get that and then I just go like, all right. And then one other, one other economical factor that went into that is also, number two, is an Asian man. (laughs) Why did you touch your chest like that? He's like stroking. I'm, this. I'm, 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 I'm having my moment, okay? okay. So, as an Asian man, we're a disadvantaged group in these social environments, okay? Us and the black girls are screwed like so much. It's scientifically proven. It is. It is after years of study. Yeah. Which is why I always said Asian men and black women should just get together and then just have a pack for the rest of our lives. How many times have you said that? Oh. I mean, like a million. Probably once a month at this point. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, like, this is not <laughs> this is... the first or second or 80th time that I've heard right. that, but that's I'm okay. I'm just preaching my political because it's platform true. here. But it's true statistically. So yeah. anyways, and then also what I noticed using so many online dating shit, now talking, especially coming in with Midwest, I just said, I am fucking screwed here even more, yeah. which is like, I have to pay, I have to pay to play. Yeah. It's a pay to play system. Where I noticed that on Bumble, on Hinge, I haven't used Tinder because I just like whatever. I basically pay extra for advertising fee. Then I start getting reactions to get on top of the fucking algorithm. Yeah. Because I'm not on the notice whatsoever on those things. So that's why I said I have to pay. So another factor going into that picking a lifetime decision was that. I was like, I, I just buy the Bumble Boost also. It's like buying those like stupid coins <laughs> for well, it's your game. Funny games. because I was on 
what was it, Hinge and Coffee yeah. Meets Bagel, and I only had one at a time. Like, I started with Coffee Meets Bagel, failed twice on there. We don't okay. need to go into that. But then I was like... That's for that. another day. Yeah, I'm into Hinge now. So I was on Hinge. That's where I met you. But, like, they had these, like, things that would get you to the top of the pile for the men. And so I would, like, log on, and it's like, so-and-so gave you a rose. And I'd be like, oh, oh yeah. It's like, like the poke in Facebook. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's nice. Like, I guess I'll connect with you, because that, whatever. And Wait, then it's did like, I give a rose? No, you didn't. Yeah, I didn't. No. I stopped doing that because I knew that was, that, that, it never that doesn't work. It works. No. It's, it's like the like super like. Weird. Super swiper, super like. It's like, okay, you get on the top of the queue. Yeah. Like, whatever. So, anyways, it was a pay-to-play scheme. It mm-hmm. was an advertising fee that I thought, like, look, you have to invest. And then my advice, I've been always giving to everybody, is like, no one's going to come look for you in this world. So, you have to get yourself out there. So, for me... <laughs> Is an Asian man. I was just like, I have to do it. And then one thing I also noticed moving to Midwest is like, look, I get a bunch of like fetish people. Yeah. Which is like, oh, I love K-pop, which yeah. you're not. I not give really. off the vibe though, because people think that right. I am. When we first connected, that was my first concern. Because I, like, I was wearing my Wei hat, so I understand. Oh, yeah. She had a hat that says foreigner, but it was in Korean. It was ironic, because it's not like BTS <laughs> ARMY or whatever. It's like, no, it's freaking Wei Like, I'm making fun of right. myself, because I wore that hat to my accounting final in Korea. I, I walked in and like <sighs> all the like mean girls... Look. Won't name names. They're like, oh, <laughs> like she's wearing a Wigukin hat, and I'm she's like, she's self-aware. You know what? I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna set the curve on this test, and y'all are gonna regret this. Right. <laughs> but I just go like, yeah, I have to pay the advertising fee to get some connections and go from there. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Because I'm not white. What? If I were white. If I were if white. If I were a white man. <laughs> if I, if I were white. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what would have happened. Maybe I get more likes, but you know, maybe I would have gone to more dates, but then maybe I'll have more tendency to like end up being a school shooter or something. Uh, hopefully not. Yeah, probably not. I mean, statistically, yes, actually. Now that you mention it. But. Well, but then now, it's like, but I knew, I knew moving here after I basically I moved here five years ago, so that was before I turned thirty. So I was like, what, twenty seven, twenty eight? Yeah. When I moved, so I was like, look, I knew all the ones that are in my age group are all gone. They all went to, they all have three kids for oh, some reason. Yeah. And then like, that's out. a Midwest thing. Or the good ones moved out and living their dream Excuse in the fucking West Coast. Excuse me. <laughs> or in New York or something. You know, or they went to Europe. It. Some huh? of us have mental breakdowns and moved back with our yeah. parents after three years in the workforce. And like some of them ended up in Kristen Bell or something. I don't know. <laughs> and then like, you know, stuff like that. So you know, I just Kristen like, Bell went to the same high school as my college roommate. Wait, what? Yeah. Like, my college roommate, if she's listening, she's a big theater kid. Like, was in all the musicals and whatever yeah. they did at the high school. And apparently Kristen Bell, like, went to the same high school and, like, went through the same theater program or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, I see. Yeah, it's in Royal Oak. But, goddamn. <laughs> so, you know, because of that, I knew it was kind of be hopeless during the dating thing. And then I was like, ah, I and then I'll, like, go back to... Everyone, no, you know what is horrifying? What? Like, we've been talking about getting engaged and married, you know, down the line. And, like, all my friends will be like, so when's the ring coming? Like, when's the proposal? When blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm not even 30. Why would I think about that? My parents met when they no were No one thinks like 40. this in Midwest. This is yeah. a conversation I have with a, with a guy. Like, I feel like, like I'm settling down this. so early compared to what I thought I would. I mean, what... what 
wait, so you thought you would settle down later. I thought I would be, like, more mentally needing to frolic in Rome a that's little bit not, longer. That's not such a Midwest thing. I feel like I was on, I guess, like, a guy timeline, quote-unquote. Like, you. Like, you're at the age now where you're gonna settle down with me, where, like, that's how old I thought I would well, be. That's your opinion. It is my opinion. <laughs> but it's like, no, and then I just go, like, every, even on the, like, well, one thing at least, <clears throat> I was more like I was like, well, are you, is my partner gonna be willing to also kind of explore further a bit and then try things out, like geographically or not nah, just everything, oh, travel yeah. and then like do all that stuff before settling with kids and all that shit. Yeah, because I just go like, oh, and then you know, and the, most of the people in the age group that I was looking at are like, oh no, they want to go settle and all that, and while do the travel thing, you know, all at the same, you know, afterwards, that kind of thing. And I'm like, nah, like, I want to... You know what's my favorite? What? My favorite is the Midwestern boys who have, like, a mid-20s crisis where they're still in, like, mentally in frat boy mode and they just want to drink and party and go to raves and stay out. That's not a Midwest thing. That's a guy. That's that's anybody. Well, but wait, but wait, but wait. That's, like, they're experiencing this and they're simultaneously, like, desperately searching for a wife. Not just a girlfriend, not just you know, like, a woman to spend time with, but, like, they're like, I need to settle down, I need to have my first kid. But they're, at the same time, like, going to, like, Skrillex shows. <laughs> I I think, no, I don't think that's a Midwest thing. I think that's more of a guy just looking for a mom. When he's 23? Yeah, every guy that's wants, wild. every guy, want, they say they want a wife, that means they just want a mom to keep them in line. Oh, I see what you mean. They're not looking for. They want someone to like cut up their sandwiches yeah, and yeah, take and the crust clean off. Clean the home, do the laundry. Do the laundry. Okay. And then they 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 want a mom because like they can't because the worst thing in your twenties is like, or after you turn eighteen is like you have to be a parent to yourself and you do all that and then yeah. you kind of figure some of that out through college and everything and then whatever. So my advice when you turn eighteen and on, if you if you have a kid and then the kid, the advice to you is like, look, I believe that we gave the best that we could to the child to make the best decision up to their 18. After they turn 18, I go like, you do the thing, but you'll hash it out on your own. But after you graduate from college, people call it the stupid quarter-life crisis, which I think is the stupidest thing I heard in my life. No, I had a quarter-life crisis, 100%. We all did, but then it's not a crisis. (laughs) It's it's not a crisis. And also, it's it's not a quarter-life it's not a quarter life. I was 24 years into it. Yeah, if it's a quarter, you're going to be 96 by the time you're dead. I mean, the average life expectancy has been going... No, I'm kidding. Well, it's but... been going up like 77, 78 or something for women. Yeah. Unlike us guys. But you're like... Well, America went down for the first time a couple of years ago. Thank you, COVID. I know it was before COVID. I think or... it's because of obesity and like heart disease. Yeah, and, and the of... diabetes yeah. and all those things. But the thing is, after you turn 20-something, all of a sudden... You got to, like, the quarter-life crisis thing, I think it's ridiculous because, like, you, for the first time, get out of the school environment and then try to hang. Yeah. And try to make friends, try to socialize, try to make money, and then function 9 to 5 oh, or whatever. I wasn't whatever. trying to socialize, though. I was trying to save money for a down payment. Oh, see, <laughs> but... I'm just, like, me so too. lame. <laughs> no, well, it's not lame. Uh, it's no, like, it's not lame. That's the thing. It, where it's, it's like, not. I'm very proud of it, and it's like... Yeah, but you're just being economically sound. Yeah. I'm like, 
majority no, of the like, people. No, it's like, how did Colleen Kraka end up like this? And it's like, uh, well, she wasn't an idiot when she was 22. I mean, right. I wasn't an idiot when I was 22, but not financially. But I think that's also the phase where most people, I don't think us is the case, which is like, you know what? I'm going to go, remember YOLO? Is that still a thing now? My mom says YOLO all the time. Right. But YOLO phase from t- 10 years ago. Yeah. In our 20s, like YOLO, fuck it, what does it matter? Blah, I'll worry about it later. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, it's just the useful ignorance slash the usual, in my view. So And then majority of the people don't think about like saving money and all that. Yeah. Or they can't make up a mind, which is like, Either you save and sacrifice your youth mm-hmm. or you go balls out and then have the memories of your lives yeah. making up for the teenagehood, wild teenage thing that you didn't get to do in your 20s. So because of that, I just go like going through the emotions of it. I don't think that's a quarter life crisis. People make a big deal out of it saying it's a crisis. It's really not. Because 20s, especially in that phase, you're just figuring out your extension of your teens. Because you get to do it without the fucking parent there nagging and then grounding you or whatever. Whatever you white people do. <laughs> I mean, I didn't have a lot of discipline or rules or anything, but I was also kind of in a special You weren't going off the line either. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. I was an only child and my parents were older when they had me, so it was more of, like, I was socialized as, like, a young lady. Right. And then you get near 30 and then you start kind of, like, sorting out. as like either you, you know went balls out partying and shit and traveled out great and then you kind of get like tired of it and then it's like oh and then you hit 30 and then people go oh i'm old it's like you're not old like you're not old you're halfway being 60 declaring aarp or even getting a 401k yeah (laughs) withdrawal so it's like you're not old actually you're at the prime of your actual adulthood at that point so it's like you know you're you know how to like figure yourself out at that point if you're 30 something dude and go i'm looking for a wife you know like you're thinking in the 20s yeah then the guy's still looking for a mom at that point but like also that perspective changes so i just go like that's not a crisis i think people are figuring themselves out but then the 20s especially now like they had a study about this too because they Mm -hmm. said adolescence has the range has extended. Yeah, I believe like, that. It starts early. People are like reproducing early. Oh yeah, physically. Like eight, nine. Yeah. Like, like the average like age of first menstruation is shifted by like at least a year. It moved up. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's still down to single digits. That's, so well, I mean it's it differs by race though. Yeah. For every girl. And then but then like adolescence, the factor is not just scientific but like also socioeconomic. Yeah. So it's like, it has extended. It started early, but it also ends late. Like how people get mm-hmm. independent, leaving home away from yeah. parents or something. 50% being a of home people nester. between the ages of 18 and 29 live with their parents, right. I saw. So your now. adolescence is now like widened to like 11 to 12 to like but then 22. That's like the modern American way of viewing maturity too. Because like there are certain cultures, including some Asian ones, like in China. I think it's like that in every where country. Where it's like... At least women right. will live with their parents until they get engaged or married or whatever. Yeah. So and that's normal. Anyways, I, just, I don't call it a quarter-life crisis for that reason. So, and then some people figure it out or, like, got it to the, whatever. The money is a big factor. They got into the stable point of it and then go, like, okay, how do I grow the money pot or whatever? Yeah. And find someone who goes, like, who agrees with this, like, financial decision way of living. And then... I think the extreme version of that is like all these people I saw a lot 
the van lifing people, <laughs> the fucking fire people. I just oh, go fire, like fire refirement. What the fucking fire? What what the fire stand for again? I forgot. Financial independence, retire early. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> like I I just go like some are like really extreme, and then the van life is part of it to be part of a fire life or whatever, and then yeah. I just go like. You don't have to do that. I saw a bunch of like stupid CNBC videos like this dude and a girl retired in somewhere bumfuck Arizona. Yeah. Near the border. And then said, oh, we retired and we're 38. And then it's like, <laughs> what did you do living up? Like you bought that bumfuck land, which is like. You can raise animals. It's a desert. Yeah. You can't raise no, anything. No, you can't. Yeah. It's oh, fucking they, scorching hot. They could turn it into like a spa retreat. <laughs> it would have to all be indoors, but right. but like they could build something. I, I don't want to live like that either, because no. that's a lot of extreme. Like that's that's like extreme. What is it? Cheapskating. I already told you my ideal situation for like late career is just working in a nonprofit, doing like administrative work, and then you're the breadwinner, and you bring home however much money. Oh no! Here as comes a, the truth. Yeah, no, like I told you this. Oh, you did? I don't remember. Yeah, no, I was I like, look, you need to become you. an executive at Microsoft or Google or Facebook ah. or wherever. I don't care. Whatever the flavor of the economic cycle is, right? Get a job there. And then I can just do what I want, making 50 grand a year, working three days a week. I thought it the other way. I think I should be the one that's like, <laughs> you know, feeding the kids, feed the cat. Yeah. You know, do all that. I mean, I want a I, nanny. I, 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 I want to be a. I want to be a mom at home. You know. I want to work and I want to have a nanny. I want to be a daddy mom. <laughs> oh, that's. I don't. Uh, I don't. Be, I want to be a house husband. That's Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom. I want to go to PTA and do all that. Oh my gosh! Shit. Can you please? I want to hang PTA out people. with like all the other moms and then make yes. cupcakes together. I'm so antisocial. In the meantime, like you become the executive. That's like cutthroat. Just like be lean in and then make all the money and bring it back. And I'll be home supporting you. I'm already doing that. Working remote, doing laundry and kitchen, practicing myself to become Mr. Mom anyway. <laughs> See, I, we had this the other way, so yeah, you know. But I and then I just go like, yeah. In the meantime, I make the passive investment and passive investment. Call the sports gambling. <laughs> Start gambling on like Korean baseball in the morning. Oh, hi, honey. Good morning. How are the Samsung Lions doing? Samsung Lions. It's like stuff like that, but you know. See, that's just like me and my Bloomberg Asia. Only instead of six in the morning, or sorry, six p.m., six a.m. in Singapore, it's uh. It's like six a.m. Two p.m. on Jeju like Island eight. with okay. the <laughs> the Jeju horses running. <laughs> I'm playing Korean baseball. Go go go! Yeah, but we we all want to be lazy, but like we have a different way of like going about it. But anyway, so leaving Midwest, what does that have to do with all this? With what? I don't know. Like, all this fire life or your original I mean, the cost of living is much higher in the places where I want to live, potentially. Yeah, that's every city at this point. Exactly. I mean, but this is a city, and it's fairly reasonable to live here, I guess. I don't know. Oh, dude, compared to Seattle area? Oh, yeah, no, I The West Coast? What do you think I spent so much money drinking when I moved back here? I was like, holy crap, it's so cheap. It's half the price. Yeah. (laughs) I was so fascinated. By alcohol price. Like, oh, man, it's so cheap. Mm-hmm. Only thing more expensive was fish. But anyways. So, yeah. But uh, where are we? Where are we, like, jumping all over the place? That's what I'm like. Okay. Well, did you get it out of your system? I what do you want so. to talk about? 
Sure. I, what the, it's not getting it out of my system. I didn't well, want to rant. I don't know. You if I want to rant, talk. I couldn't think of rant topics. All right. Whatever rant. What bothered you today? What bothered me today? Um. No, honestly, I had a pretty good day. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Busy with the holiday season. You gotta feel jolly. You cannot yeah, no. be angry for the holiday season. I volunteered season. at a Christmas market with like... Jesus, look at you, Mother Teresa. There was the cutest little baby that came in. She was wearing like a giraffe onesie. Like, oh my it was God. just... And I got a parking spot right by the front. Like Everything just fell in places. Everything was good, yeah. Yeah. God is good. I replied to my boss and... He, he was like, reply. have a good night. No, he was like, have a good night. <laughs> have I was a like, good night. I know that's work, but... I was like, oh, okay. It's a good day. Let's ah, get out I of here. You, I thought you had like angry topic. You come in. I always have angry topics, but you need to, you know, protect you your peace sometimes and just not evoke the dragon. Well, and then you you never recorded anything until this. Nah, you're right. How does it feel? It's fine. It's fine. It's better than uh, being on Zoom, I would say. Wait, Zoom for what? Like, I don't know, like if you're... You have to present something or <laughs> introduce yourself. It's like, hi, I'm so-and-so. I see. I've been involved with the organization for two and a half you gotta years. You got to talk about your online dating experience I or something. My online dating experience? Yeah, sure. I mean, I've got like... <laughs> later, not today. Statistics, yeah, okay, later. <laughs> think, of, think of all the bad things. That happened. There's a couple of you, bad maybe. things. I mean, honestly, I overall had a pretty good experience because I vetted people so carefully. Like, I really only matched with people that had, like, well, I'll put it this way. People that, <laughs> this sounds so snobby, I don't care. But people that were at least as educated as I am. Why, why am I having this conversation two days in a row because with somebody it's like, else? And I'm like, <laughs> I just don't find it attractive. When, like, I don't know. Like, I want, like, an ambitious man that's willing to... Like, I wish I was in that betting position, but as a as a person at a disadvantage, you this is have really to shoot hard. a dagger through your heart. Oh, now it's going. So wait, I'm a what now? You're the least educated man that I've dated in the past like three and a half years. I'm the least educated. Or no, not even three and a half years. Let me. Holy crap! You're the least educated man that I've that, yeah that I've dated. Oh, probably since I was like. 24 and I'm 29, so five years. The last five years. Please. I'm the least educated. Yeah. Everybody has a PhD or some shit? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Or MD or PhD. MD and yeah. Well, yeah. who made the most money out of all of them? Uh, probably he made less money than you, which is funny. <laughs> I don't mean to Thank go you. there. But... Gambler always wins. It's, it's, it's my hustle. It's my hustle that worked, okay? So, yeah. Anyways. So, well, it was, a, it was an attempt today. Yeah. Trying to record this. But, I don't know. I think you should record more. Okay. I mean, I, I had a good time. I thought it was fun. Oh, really? That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. It's so awkward. It's like a first date. No, I felt awkward for the first, like, 30 seconds. Once I realized you were recording. I didn't know you were recording for a bit That's there. how I do all of these things. That's what I figured. I was, I was like, like no. I and think he's like... recording and he'll just cut it out if it's bad. But, no, it's fine. But Can I keep in my Elizabeth Holmes voice? Huh? My Elizabeth Holmes voice. Can you... <laughs> Why... Why didn't you record it right now so it's I can edit it as an intro? Look. Look at me. Yes. I'm the captain now. That's <laughs> no. not Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> I can't do it. Wait, how about... Create an intro splash right now. It's like, hi, my name is whatever. Uh... And you're listening to the show. Something. In the Elizabeth Holmes voice. Do it.
Do it. Okay. Get in the mode. I need to get in the mode. I can't do it on command. Okay. Hello. <laughs> I can't. I told you I was. All right, we're going to practice it next time so that you will okay. be able to master this. Elizabeth so that... Holmes signing off. I'm in jail for 14 Hi. years. In today's Just edition. Just a single drop of blood. Of the AA. Just imagine. <laughs> Just imagine. A single drop, drop of blood. blood. <laughs> a single drop, drop of blood. blood. This machine. <laughs> Just do it. But all right. Well. Thanks Sonny Balwani. You know, he got more years than she did last week. Yeah, I saw. That's <laughs> fucked up, man. I know. Asian man always gets shafted, bro. I'm like, fucking, <laughs> we get screwed more than other people. Other than black women. Yep. Where? Who's our Jackie Robinson of porn? I'm going to leave it there. Fuck. Okay, leave it there. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that's the end of it. <laughs> I hope you, if you made it this far, congratulations. It was a little mumbo jumbo. And then that was the first and only take we did. So I don't know how that went, but hope it wasn't so bad. I'm sure we'll do this again. But anyways, thanks for listening. 300 of these plus a few offsoes that we had so far. And then, uh, well, I'm going to have some holiday edited versions of the stuff we'll bring it back because we're in the holiday season next week but then again we're in town so we might record again so eh we'll see well thanks for listening 300 of these plus of them so far and then uh have a great christmas and then we'll see you next week peace out